Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective right here on PlanetTower.com. I'm your host, Donald Wonder, and I'm back with my super asshole co-host, Simon Rad. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. I'm happy to be here this week. Oh, okay. I'm glad to hear that. Guys, if you missed our previous recording, last time we actually spoke about 1994's... Well, Woody wanted to readapt one of his own plays that was a movie before... It was Don't Drink the Water. If you missed that discussion, if you're on YouTube, I'll put a link in the top right-hand corner. Go back and listen to that discussion. But we're moving on. Guys, as always, if you're on YouTube, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. But don't forget, you can listen to this as an audio podcast on whatever app you have on your phone, Android, iOS, Stitcher Radio, when all of the social medias or what have you. Don't forget, we also have a website. Yes, we made a Woody Allen website ourselves. WoodyAllenRetro.com. You can go there. And catch up on all the Woody Allen movies. Goddamn, Simon. We've done so much. We're actually coming to the point where we're coming to the halfway point. We're actually coming to the halfway point. Don't, 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 don't say that because I'm at like 80%. So if you're telling me we're just at the halfway point now, I'm like, <laughs> hot damn. How, how many movies this guy did and how much time? Oh, yeah. Still. Doing this shit since January. It's August right now, man. Can you still believe we're still doing this shit? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. So let's get on, get on with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we before we get started, guys, these are spoiler discussions. Guys, watch the movie before this is our discussions because we spoil everything. We want you to watch the movies, enjoy them, come back and listen to us, tear them apart or praise them or what have you. But some of you guys listen for the entertainment value because you know we don't work for IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. We don't have those kind of ratings. We just tell it how it is. And on that note, we're going to talk about a movie that actually... This was one of the first Woody Allen movies I ever saw. So rewatching yeah, it. Nobody cares. Moving no, on. No, no, they so. do care. They do care, Simon. I like to annoy you. So I will say that this was a favorite of mine back in the day. But now we watched it, my opinion has changed slightly. So why don't you tell the people what we're talking about today? So freaking dramatic all the damn time. It's okay. called being a showman, goddammit. Seriously. I don't know why. Because this is a pretty straightforward movie, to be honest with you. And because you mentioned childhood memories. This movie has the most awesome cover ever. I mean, it doesn't look like a Woody Allen movie, but I remember seeing this cover all the time when they used to put up posters in the windows of the video stores where you could rent videos and all that stuff. Yeah. This was always around. It burned into my eye, and it's crazy. I haven't seen this movie up until today. So all this time, I knew the poster, never knew the movie. We're talking about 1995's Mighty Aphrodite. Aphrodite, get the pronunciation right. So Aphrodite, the Greek god. Ah, uh, you can say Aphrodite. Oh fuck it. Okay, I'll do the. We're talking about. <laughs> no, Mike... keep going. No editing. Keep going. No, you will edit that shit out. Fuck you. You fuck. <laughs> you fuck. You fucked up my rhythm. Now you're gonna fucking got an editor job. Uh, okay. Good, good, good luck with that. We're talking about 1995's Mighty Aphrodite, uh, named after the Greek goddess. Another movie written I the directed by Woody Allen, and. It's classified as a comedy, but really, it's it's more sort of a, a another coming of age story from Woody, but a pretty good one. You always talk about the good Woody Allen movies, not the ones that are like triple A, highest caliber, you know, amazing films, but just the just the good ones. And I always feel like you know, there's more there's more to it. There's some movies are a bit there's a bit of a trade off, or you know, you like one better than the other. You can't just say, "Oh, this is a this is a good movie. This is a movie I would recommend to everybody." But with this one, I think that's a perfect label for it because it's just very enjoyable. It is very funny, and I find it very unique. 
the gimmick here is that um, it is another, I guess, take on Ingmar Bergman's style, where he used to take these larger-than-life figures, deities, you know, gods, death, and water them down to human form, where an actor comes out and originally announces himself, like, I'm deaf, and you, the other co-star can have a conversation with them. And what he does something similar here, where the Greek gods and these ancient mythological figures are inside the movie, but located. I don't, not sure if they shot it on location. Maybe you can give me some trivia on that because it looks really familiar. It looks like, looks like some place I actually visited in real life, maybe when I was in Greece. But they're located in this ancient theater, you know, like a ruin. And they're commentating on the unfolding story, which is that Woody and his wife adopt a child and everything's going great for a few years but then you know the marriage comes to a, a bit of a stalemate which i don't know how that happened because uh, woody's wife is played by helen bonham carter yeah. you know once again woody just picking the raw talent before anybody knows and i know helen bonham carter did movies before fight club but you know fight club was what made her huge sure but woody was here you know four years before already taking advantage of the talent but it goes how it usually goes in woody on movies marriage it's a little stale, and they start looking for alternatives. You know, Robocop is how about Carter's love interest. And Woody has a, a bit more of a complex scheme going on as he becomes really curious about their adopted son's mother. He's like, this kid is so great. He's so smart. He's so good looking. I wonder how the mother is. I mean, where did these genes come from? So he starts tracking down the mom and finds her. But he doesn't really find what he imagined. She is beautiful, uh, played by Mira Sorvino, mm -hmm. who's also on the cover. And goddamn, <laughs> you know, looks amazing. But uh, she's a bit of a troubled one. She is a porn star slash escort slash... Dimwit? Yeah, <laughs> slash, slash, slash dummy. I mean, she's a bit of a stereotype when she walks out, but she just has a natural likability about her. And at that point in time, Woody really falls for the idea of helping this person. At first, he's like shocked, like, I don't believe this. This is the mother. But there's just something that's inherently likable about her. You feel that as an audience member. And Woody Allen's character feels it as well. So he becomes sort of a mentor and starts helping her out, trying to make her realize okay maybe she has other ambitions than being an actress in such high caliber movies as the mystic pussy or whatever today mm -hmm. <laughs> she was starring in your kind of movie simon your favorite kind of movies oh, oh i got it actually you know i got the collector's edition you get yeah. uh it comes with 3d glasses for the anal scenes but anyway <laughs> i was like i always think about it like that's not even made up that's probably a real thing you know, got that POV experience. Talking about 4D now. We're 2017, Simon. 4D. It's not. It's not enough. Not getting laid. I need to get like eye herpes while I'm doing it. At least with porn, you can get. You didn't have to worry about STIs. But you know, with the VR headsets, because of the sweat, you get eye herpes. Anyway, back to the movie. That Usher Raymond, yeah. Usher has eye herpes. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> What kind of information? You, you're supposed to be in charge of movie trivia. Come on, like, who cares about Usher? That was a tasteless joke. Let's keep going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 
I got the video I was gonna say, you know, I'm not gonna go through the entire No, you don't have to. That was basically the whole thing. I was just I like to I like to see how far you'll go before I before I jump in. How far is he gonna go with the plot before I have to jump in? Short summary, the whole movie depends on Mira Servino because she's the central character and she needs to sell that this person has a lot of drama going on and it quite frankly causes some headache for Woody Allen's character, mm-hmm. but it has to be very, very charming without trying. You know, she's like she's literally unaware of uh, the different things going on around her and how the domino effect works. She's not a complete bubblehead. It's just like she's not uh, mischievous or conniving. She's just the way she is. She's very natural. Yeah, yeah. And that makes her very charming, gets you interested as an audience member. And Woody wrote a good script again. It's witty, it's funny, it moves along, and it's interesting. I like the gimmick with the commentary by the different Greek mythological figures and how they're sort of reinvented in modern-day New York when they make an appearance in the story, but they also interact with Woody as their, you know, theatrical counterpart in these crazy outfits. So, yeah, it's it's very fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so so did I, like I said, back in the day. I can't wait for your criticism. I I know, you lay it on me. I, I can feel it coming. Back in the day, like I said in the beginning, this was one of my favorite Woody Allen movies, watching it now. You know what? Before that, I will say this. Now that we're in 1995, it really has dawned on me that this decade is Woody Allen's raunchiest decade when it comes to his writing. Because from Husbands and Wives to this he's, and to another movie, very crazy movie. We're getting about three or four episodes. When you look at 1990s, you're going to remember that this is the this is the decade where Woody wild out. Because if we jump to 2017, he's a lot more somber, got a lot more Hollywood, got a lot more refined. He went back into his classic corner. So I watched this movie again for the second time. I had a new appreciation for, you know what, I kind of miss it when Woody went watching like this with the jokes. First of all, the story is a simple story that he just adds elements to to make it that much more enjoyable as you mentioned those greek characters and i think they're called choruses those it's like they're called greek choruses that's the official term for them let me tell you something this this movie could have been very corny if it was just them telling the story and them having those greek choruses characters on the side kind of echoing their thoughts but at the end of the day again would he like to break them into the fourth wall they actually come into the narrative sometimes even though the other the other cats can't see them they're always injected into the story in a very enjoyable way and you could tell the actors with woody doing it are having fun and that's what makes the movie more enjoyable because again when i watched this movie you know what it actually felt like to me i was watching this movie and i felt like the comedy reminded me a lot of seinfeld because there's a lot of irony and the situation is one of those ah could you imagine if your kid was this and then I'd find it just sounded like an episode of Seinfeld taking to a really Woody Allen dark extreme and I was like I like that because again at this time Seinfeld was at its highest I like to think that Woody saw that and thought hey this is this is the kind of thing Woody's I'm not taking anything with Woody Allen he's his own comedian but this whole ironic premise felt very Seinfeld to me and I like it because again it makes it a completely different movie really I just thought he watched Pretty Woman and said that's not how prostitutes are in real life. This is how a prostitute is in real life. That's Yeah, that's actually a good compliment as well. I, I kind of agree. And talking about the cast again, 
Helen Boiler McCarter, who is fine at a tongue twister. Uh, I, I would I would tongue twist a few things with her. Yeah, that that is correct. Me and you both. She's she's my type of woman. Actually, I can't lie. And seeing her here, she looks so much younger, but she's the same. Got the same height, same hairstyle. She looks so much the same. She's a fucking vampire. That's what she is. This is the this is the living proof. Yeah. This movie right here. I was like, you were already around. I was five years old. And I have to say, her playing Woody's wife, it actually worked. She didn't have a lot to do, but I found her relationship believable, even though she was, I wouldn't even say she was a bad character. She was just, you know, they were both having a troubled marriage and she was kind of led away from him, cheating on him on the side. But it was it was fine. She wasn't a villain per se, but her as an actress, I thought she was fine. I thought she played that part well. Would I have foreseen her future in this movie? Not really, to be honest. I would have thought she was a just a standard actress, but to see where she went from this part, awesome. The main uh, lead, you mentioned the prostitute lady. You know what? Just watching her mannerisms and watching her put on that voice, because if you actually see her, just go on YouTube and do a clip of her. What's her name again? Mira Servino. Yeah, Mira, Mira Servino. I can't say her name for some reason. I could just tell that she had to completely transform herself to play this role. And obviously, for that performance, she did get uh, was a Support and Actress Oscar Award, which again, I think is very well deserved. And just like you said, man, she she has to pull off the most of the movie. But man, the, the, the show stealer for me, and to my surprise yet again, is Woody Allen himself. Because let me tell you something, man. I am kind of shocked to how much energy he's got in these last two movies to see him just go for it. His comedy's there, and he's in his, coming to his 50s, 60s now. And he really, as well as I know she does a good job as well, but I Woody kills it in this movie. He's funny. Even though he's an older gentleman, he's still a good co-lead. And there's one particular scene where he has to confront her pimp in particular, which I think is a standout Woody performance. It is just comedic gold. And all through the movie, I just thought to myself, damn Woody, all that time you was directing Mia Farrow and just letting her take the lead. You, you know, you could have been participating. And, you know, he just took a back seat. And then even with the controversy at this time, he, he just steals it out of the park so i thought he was a fantastic and sometimes and i will say this in the future i feel like he calls it in but by a director and actor i have to give it to woody i do think this is a really good performance by him and the other last character i want to mention he's kind of in passing is michael rappenport who he's done a lot of movies um more recently he did direct that tracker quest movie beats rhymes and life what have you He's a, one of those white guys that some people kind of call a wigger and he's a, you know, a fan of black culture a lot. He's done, he was in higher learning, he's done some other ghetto films. He's always the bad boy. He's always kind of the villain. He was also in Justified playing the villain. He's always some kind of white hick. And again, in this movie, he's playing a kind of down on the top boxer. And at the end, he's fine. He's not in the movie very long. It's nice to see him in a very early role. But the movie is a very small cast. I think they all do well. But I will agree with you on the whole and say the story on the whole is absolutely nothing spectacular. Not really. It's a very simple story. But Woody being creative with the little fantasy Greek chorus element coming in to break the fourth wall with the jokes. And again, guys, I'm still getting emails that I should go kill myself over criticizing Diane Keaton and Woody Allen in Manhattan Murder Mystery, where this is exactly what I was talking about. When Woody Allen has a simple story, a simple idea, he usually just infuses a little bit of fantasy or a little bit of something to actually make it more interesting. And I think something like this would have benefited Manhattan Murder Mystery. I'm not talking about 
some Greek mythology thing. Just like with Alice, the simple story about a, a, a wife. You know, he just, he always adds something. He's notorious for doing that because he knows. So I'm so disappointed by that. And I still, I still want you guys to understand. I just wanted to see her in a better movie written, not just them acting because they're good actors enough. As soon as you've seen them do a couple six or seven movies you've seen them all so you want to see something different and with this movie with a no-name actress that got nominated for an oscar <laughs> at the time she was not very well known i mean i'm just like it was three years after man and mystery and it's such a enjoyable memorable film how come diane keaton couldn't get this kind of love wow okay you just unpacked her a bit i didn't well i wasn't criticizing the movie i was just making a point oh, that, i'm like uh, it's Fair, fair enough. I mean, obviously, you had a lot of emotion bottled up. I understand. <laughs> I got to read that one of these emails, and you'll f- you'll find out why I had to defend myself and praise this movie at the same time. It's still a very good movie. I'm, I'm, how should I explain to you why you're wrong? How would you like to hear it? Go ahead. We still got plenty of time because this review is <laughs> pretty short. It's a straightforward movie. So honestly, uh, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Everything you. I don't think we disagree. It's a fun movie. It's it's just a good movie. I I think it's better than what he did since probably Husbands and Wives, so the past three movies. You know, I think it's his best one since then. I agree with what you said about the 90s. I find it very refreshing. I find this decade more enjoyable than the 80s so far. I think it's more interesting. Even with the movies, we didn't like that much. You know, what I really want to say, and I think one of the most standout things about this movie is... I do feel like it was riding a wave of almost being cheesy, particularly because it has a very kind of up-tempo ending that makes you feel good. I was like, wow, this is this is sometimes Woody does these endings, but even he says, I didn't really want to make it so positive. But there's a there's a you know an ironic twist at the end, and there's even a, a dance scene with the Greek choruses all dancing and singing, but it's kind of earned and it's done in a really nice way. Where this time I thought it was done in a more believable way for Woody. And I thought, you know what, Woody? This is a positive, fun movie that I believe you actually wanted it to end this way. And I appreciated that. And that's, you know, again, Woody does all these other movies about relationships that are more like think pieces and he's, you know, trying to dissect it or coming at it from a very philosophical way or something. It's not this movie. This is just an ironic, romantic comedy with a lot of twists, very raunchy. I guess the raunchiness is the only thing that makes it a little bit less wide appealing. Anyone could watch it because it's, there's a lot of sex jokes, a lot of f bombs, stuff like that. But it's a really fun movie. I, I, it did. I'm glad uh, the lady won the Oscar, uh, supporting actress Oscar. Woody also got a nomination for the screenplay, like he almost always does for all of his movies. It's just a fun ride. It's still one of my favorite. No, it's not one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. I think it's one of his easy crowd pleasing movies. Definitely one of, like you said, one of the most better okay ones it's a good movie i don't really want to quantify it too much it's a really good fun movie it's an easy check it's easy watch not too long and the only criticism actually i have for the movie is this this movie didn't have like the most mind-blowing cinematography at all i just thought it looked okay but he was i think it was more focused on the kinky witty ironic story yeah that's the thing with woody allen you know sometimes he's like so creative like at this point, Manhattan, let me count, 15 years, you know, and that movie still holds up as one of the most beautiful movies ever shot. I mean, yeah. I know it was the cinematographer for The Godfather, and not every cinematographer will be that good. But still, you know, even Husbands and Wives was so innovative 
and it, it really you can show it to somebody like this movie's just great on the cinematography and editing alone even that's an achievement in that film we're here it, it's very standard you know as in standard for woody Allen's high caliber you know if that makes sense it does no, nothing stands out you know you have a lot of material to work with uh from the comedy aspect of the crazy apartment uh this chick has with all these <laughs> extravagant home accessories that are all basically a sex joke to her being you know part-time escort part-time porn star you would think woody could direct something you know quite interesting in terms of visuals you know show her on set or in a movie or something erotic but it never really goes there it, it turns into a standard comedy where they're just sitting on the couch and exchanging you know different jokes there are some nice shots but like you said nothing that stands out you know he was more focused on the dialogue and really the choruses uh, steal the show sometimes yeah one of the i think a little bit underutilized but maybe that's why it works so well because there wasn't an abundance of it Agreed. but you know they're doing basically stage talk shakespearean mm. english if you want to call it that but then they have to describe a very everyday raunchy plot so they're going like oh and thou shall not say he stuck his finger up her anus yeah. <laughs> you know it's like dude, it, it, it just comes out funny that you're trying to sound so shakespearean and elegant while saying very raunchy stuff it's a it's a basic childish joke but woody makes it work and that's what the whole movie is it's a childish idea where you think, okay, so you're just rambling, basically. You're saying they're they're adopting a kid, but the kid's great, but then the marriage sucks. So he finds the mother, who's great, but she's also an escort. But she used to be a porn star, but that's not all. Because she was a, she also had a rough life, but then the wife has an affair. And it's like, it just sounds like somebody really trying to pitch a movie but they don't really know what the movie's supposed to be about do you know actually there was one part of the movie i did find unbelievable and i'm gonna get your opinion on this it's fine because there's no way you can hit woody allen because i remember do you remember when we were talking about manhattan it was manhattan yeah manhattan when the guy took diane keaton back from him and i said woody allen should have punched him in the face because his best friend in, in, introduced him to her and then he took her back at the end yeah well this movie when Michael Rappenport finds out Woody Allen was not, not telling the truth about his girlfriend, he was like, you didn't tell me she said all these guys? I was like, any guy would have punched a guy in the face for, you know, like, and he looked like he wanted to, but it's Woody Allen, you know? <laughs> it's old ass Woody Allen. If I did that to you, Simon, and I hooked you up with a girl that has slept with a hundred, well, maybe you would like that. I was about to say, like, yo, that's a very time timely joke because nowadays i know girls that went into porn out of revenge yes that's that is a, yeah, yeah yeah i i i like i know in person people that went into porn for some shit like he was late for a date yeah i was like what you know so that that's like you nowadays nowadays you gotta watch out for different nowadays the stuff you watch out learning about you know some girl you're, you're going on a date with is at a whole nother level like i'm shocked to find out that she's actually a woman you know that's what i'm looking out for these days you know what's her <laughs> yeah. gender like the game has changed it's completely different <laughs> you know it's like nowadays oh oh yeah, that's cool but back then it was what you're saying back to my point even more because back then he would have really beat the shit out of him because <laughs> that's like a real <laughs> but, but he did hit her though which is that was actually good writing because 
there's no way he would back in the 90s that something like that would happen. She wouldn't have got hit, which he did hit her, which I thought was obviously uncomfortable, but was good right. Was like, yeah, I believe that. That was real. Yeah, it it, 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 was, it was uncomfortable, though. I thought, like, wow. Because you were rooting for them. So it's actually, Woody does pull, you know, I, I'm going to say, he does really return to form with the drama. It's just a little bit at some points. The ending is really uplifting, which I was totally surprised by. I was like, wow, we actually have a happy montage where even the pimp gets his own little happy moment, you know, at the end. Well, did you did you like that? Because you're critical on that. And I this time, I, I don't mind happy endings. Even the other ones where, where Woody himself doesn't like, like in Hannah and the Sisters, which I think is okay. But this time, I can't find the evidence if he actually was unhappy with this one. But by all accounts, it seems like he was happy with this one. I thought this one was better and was was fine. I think it just made the movie more fun. Cool. Because that's what this movie is. It's fun. It's yeah. not supposed to be overtly dramatic. I say it's a, sort of a, a coming of age story for older people, which yeah. is sort of a genre Woody Allen almost shoehorned together where people have like this second revelation knee dip in a relationship deep in a marriage after having kids after doing something in their life that that's one of the ways he deconstructs the human condition <laughs> and this is another movie like that but it is a comedy at the end of the day yeah it's not a comedic setup so when the poster tells you a new woody allen comedy it's not like take the money and run you know it's not like any hall it's not like sleeper it's not like his early actual comedies it's very much a 90s Woody Allen movie, but it's a lot of fun. It's a fun movie, and it moves fast. Maybe because, you know, uh, he did this movie at Miramax, and the Miramax guys came in. You know, they were... 90s was like their decade. Oh, yeah, 90s kings. I love Miramax. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They, especially with indies. You know, the indie... The 90s was also the decade for indie filmmakers. Obviously, Tarantino, Rodriguez, even a talentless piece of shit like Kevin Smith... You know, TV. Well, this was his decade as well. You, you, you hopping on him. This was his decade. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even somebody, and I mean that that in his own account. Sure. He knows he can direct the movie for shit. I'm not saying his movies are bad. I like Dogma. I'm just saying, even if by your own account you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Nineties was the decade for you because they loved sure. indie filmmakers. But they were good back then. They were great. They were good, man. Those independent movies were good, but. Let's not hop around this movie anymore. I mean, again, you said that I said it. Fun, fun movie. This could have been even short with you because honestly, it's a simple story. It's fantastical for full, full breaking elements. Woody does it again, shows his, his cream. I already bitched about how I wish Manhattan Murder Mystery had some elements like this, but whatever. Let's move on now. Guys, again, if you look at the feedback on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm to be a very beloved movie again. No one says it's one of his best on an intellectual level, but it is a hell of a lot of fun. And on that recommendation, I'm going to say, as Simon said, definitely check it out. And the only thing that holds me back from saying it's a like a gateway Woody Allen movie is that it's very raunchy, you know, to a point where you couldn't show maybe a younger audience. But I would. Yeah, if you did, it wouldn't bother me. But in contrast to his other movies, this is definitely... But there's one movie we're getting to, which is by far his most raunchy, off-the-wall, crazy-ass movie, which, again... You, you actually said the first name of the movie, but let's leave you in suspense, guys. <laughs> anyway, guys... Um, so leave it on a cliffhanger, right? On a cliffhanger. Not for too long. We'll get there in three episodes. But anyway, guys, if you've seen the movie and you want to share your experiences with the movie and your thoughts, let us know in the comments down below. Simon, as always, thank you for joining me on this one. 
the movie was fun. Like I said, I was looking forward to talking about it. Well, but when we started talking about it, we were like, there's not much to say because the movie speaks for itself. You know? Yeah. All I can say is watch it and you will have a damn good time. And, you know, in the 90s, I would have said because she's damn fine. But, you know, nowadays that's sexist. She's still fine. She really, if you look her up now, she's still fine. But I heard she also has a very nice personality. She does, and she's a good actress. But she, Woody took her to her peak, already giving her the, the Oscar win. <laughs> she, she's a big-ass TV, TV actor now. But, you know... At least uh, actually, before we go, I want, sure. uh, thank you for reminding me. Because yeah. Woody always talks about what he loves about his wife, that he was sort of a mentor to her. And I saw that in this movie. That's a good point. Like, that, that pleasure of, of being a mentor to someone and kind of helping her, especially someone who comes from a troubled background and is sort of a, a an alien, like, you know, slightly misunderstood and then makes her life harder in terms of integrating with society and finding touch. pleasure, Yeah, uh, you know, really like a, a sense of purpose and what we would call like a successful normal life rather than being sort of an outcast. Sure. And I feel like, Maybe because, you know, he's with Sunin at this point, who comes from a rough background. And she's hey, a... hey, you already know Woody Allen doesn't use any of his real life in his movie, Simon. So I, I can see where you draw the parallels. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But this it's has not nothing him. to do. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot. It's not him. This, this, <laughs> this is, this is a, a completely different guy. In yeah, fact, yeah. the movie never happened. You see, what happened is that the clock where the two pigs fuck each other in the ass that entered Woody's character's psyche, <laughs> and the rest of the movie is a daydream vision. There's actually a fantasy being recorded on a porn video. That, that's what this is, right? All right, look, I know it's a running joke. If you guys listen to me, what's wrong with these guys? It's a running joke. Woody Allen, he contradicts himself in, when he says, I don't base it on my own experiences, but I base it on what I know, which is the same fucking thing. So I don't know, you know. <laughs> We're always riffing on him because it... It, things are so black and white clear what he's doing but if he I don't know <laughs> yeah it's like he, he makes a big he makes a big statement about it. I love my wife because I can be a mentor to her, her and then he makes a movie where he's just mentored to somebody for the entire movie and he's like yeah this has nothing to do with me it's not, it's not based on me no 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 uh, yeah, that's one of the things about Woody it's like it was anyway yeah let's not go on that board but yeah Simon great point I'm actually glad you brought it I actually I was in the pool park of that, but you actually made it more succinct. That's a great point to finish it on, guys. So again, even though we always say check out the Woody Allen Pages Watchers Guide, at this point in time of the recording, he hasn't got up to this movie yet. And I know if you're listening, Danny, you're probably criticizing me for bringing it up, but go to the Woody Allen Pages fan site and get all your information on the Woody Allen, new Woody Allen movies, even information about this movie, you can still go there. And guess what? If you listen to this recording in the future, then you can get volume five, which would have this movie, which you can check out. I'll put links in the description. Simon already said thank you, so I won't say it twice. All I will say is, guys, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. And until then, Arrivederci. You know what? Woody Allen's watch this guy, that motherfucker. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the kid in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much the stuff he knows. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave birth to him in this movie.